We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So I think you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. What's up, everybody? We are back for another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today, you get Kenny and I again. We actually had another podcast guest scheduled, but Kenny and I are both a little under the weather, so we figured we wouldn't um, infect them and we could just do a couple podcasts here ourselves today. Yeah, we can cough on each other and sneeze on each other instead of our guests. So (laughs) if that's why you hear my nasally voice, I apologize, but um, we want to jump right into it. So Crystal and I have been kind of talking about a lot of things that we want to um, bring value to you guys. And a lot of it's just through real estate, our financing. And honestly, a lot of the conversations and situations we're having daily, monthly um, that are kind of coming up and causing problems in transactions or maybe people just investing in things we hear about, we're gonna come back that we have conversations all the time with clients. We wanna come back and give that information to you. So hopefully if you're new to investing or you're doing real estate um, at any capacity, some of this can help you for sure. So Crystal, what are we gonna jump in today and dive into? Well, today we're gonna kinda talk about shopping different mortgage brokers. it's kind of something that's come up with us not too often actually I don't run into it too often where I have people shopping me with multiple other brokers but it does happen from time to time Um, so we kind of want to talk about that today because it's just one of those things that I'm always open for competition that's not the issue Um, that's what we're talking about a lot of times um, I could be competing with a lender directly or on those occasions where we've got a lot of loyal clients who know that we're going to bring them the best deal and really look out for them and guide them through the process. Maybe we aren't competing, but um, sometimes I'll get that call from this client, uh, the client that's talking to maybe another broker or another two or three brokers shopping deals. And that's what we want to talk about today because that's not me it's not detrimental to me, really. It's actually detrimental to the person who's shopping as a borrower. So um, that's what we're going to dive into today. Yeah, and like what Crystal really means to be specific, and we'll try to describe this to you as you can. For example, in residential, if I Crystal calls me and says, hey, Kenny, can I get a, I, I want to refire purchase, and this is my scenario, can you send me a quote? I send you a quote, and that person goes, thank you, and they go shop, and they go get three or four other quotes, and they'll come back to me and say, hey, you've got a great deal, I was referred to you, I want to work with you, we're aligned personalities, let's move forward. That's one form of shopping, no problem. With Crystal, what we're kind of talking about is more on the multifamily commercial side, as Crystal could give somebody just a, a quote, and there you go. What Crystal's saying is that some people decide, hey, I'm gonna go down the road with two brokers. Mm-hmm. So what we mean is, is that you're gonna give your paperwork to two brokers, you're gonna let them take your deal, and they're gonna start shopping it and getting LOIs with all these lenders. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. And I'm going to let Crystal dive into because there, the difference is, is not just getting a rate quote. The other difference is actually getting a letter of interest from a bank. So Crystal, can you just jump into what it means, first of all, just to get the letter of interest from a bank, right? Just quickly, like what that requires. And also, secondly, 
is what type of information you're sending to that bank or lender to get that LOI. And then third, third, I know we're gonna go through, it's gonna be quick, is how, with that information you're giving them, how somebody that you're talking to that might be a loan officer or a broker that might not have all your experience and things like that, that possibly submit the incorrect information, how a lender or bank looks at it and they go, and that may be a major problem for them. Okay. I think you answered one of the questions. No, I didn't. The third question. Was, you gotta answer it. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so first off, um, if I give a financing quote, sometimes uh, I've gotten the information from the client and sometimes, like most of the time, I prefer it that way because obviously we need to make sure that the loan amount qualifies and whatnot. So that means that I've probably gotten a personal financial statement and real estate schedule to make sure that you, you know, qualify financially. Um, and then I've gotten a rent roll if it's apartments, obviously a rent roll and operating history on the property. Usually three years is what I get. Um, so most of the time, even when I give somebody a financing quote. I'll at least talk to my lenders and have a quick conversation. I, I know what I'm confident about, but you know we're always trying to get a little bit more aggressive. So a lot of times I can send the information to them and give them, you know, have a conversation and say, you know, for these reasons, maybe we can do a little better on the rate. Maybe we can do a little bit better on cost or loan amounts or whatnot. So that's what we normally do. So if if I'm just giving you a financing quote without going to any of my lenders, that's fine. But the problem is, is I usually do, and I think a good broker does. Um, the problem happens when you've given me all the information and I'm, I've sent it to a lender, and then my lender calls me and says, hey, you know, I got this same deal from another broker today. They do that. They call me and they say, Crystal, I got the same deal from another broker. That's not necessarily an issue, but the problem is, is that I don't generally just pass over that information. I mean, part of my va- the value that I bring as a broker to a client is presenting the information properly. So sometimes I get P&Ls that are a mess or that have a bunch of capital expenses included in them and they're not broken out. So I actually go and do the work to break that stuff out and present it that way, like, you know, break out all the capital expenses and give the true operating numbers so that way we can achieve the highest loan amount. The problem is, is if you're sending that information to one, two, three other brokers, if not more, sometimes um, those brokers are doing a whole variety of different things. Like they might just send the information straight over like some brokers are you know, not as diligent about that stuff. They just pass the information over to the lender and say, what can you do? Um, Some brokers might have broken it down differently than I did. Other brokers, you know, so they're submitting different information and it's causing confusion for the lender. And the lender looks at the borrower and goes like, who is this guy? He's shopping all over town. Like, why? What is he doing? Um, So first off, they usually they usually go with whoever submitted the information first so that other broker wouldn't even be available to submit that information once it's been submitted by somebody else. But two, if there's conflicting information, you're actually jeopardizing your transaction. Like you might not get a loan or you might not qualify for the loan amount that we were going for because two or three different versions of your information have been submitted. So basically, um, to sum up what you're saying is, is somebody could call you and submit you some basic information and say, what can you do on this deal? And you come back quickly, you might call a couple lenders and say, hey, blah, 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 here's what I can do. Here's on a five, seven, 10 year, great. 
And then that person sometimes goes, hey, Crystal, I really like that seven year. Can I go ahead, can you go ahead and get like an LOI, which is a letter of interest, that's the next step, is they take some paperwork and submit that to the bank or lender. What you're saying is, is on that, when you're submitting that to the bank or lender, some of these other people that are working with another broker, whoever that person is, is submitting the same information possibly to the same brokers, I mean to the same lenders and banks. And where the problem is, is that that information is not even consistent with somebody else is submitting. It's a red flag. Secondly, just because they're submitting, they're getting this from another broker, they're actually looking at you as a borrower going, what is this person doing? Like why are, like, because, and this is what everybody has to understand is that banks are looking at you going, does this person not understand how this works? Are they not, they're not, you're not a professional. This is not how it works because I can tell you right now, that if you have a pretty cookie cutter, clean deal, just like an apartment building 101 basic, if you go to a broker like Crystal, her job is to go out there and know exactly, oh, you have this deal and you're okay with this prepay and it's this type of you know product. I know where to go right now in the market who has the best rate for that. That's her job, that's why you're hiring. You don't need to go shop. If you're comfortable with somebody that has the experience and the knowledge and has funded all the deals like Crystal has, you should have the confidence in them that you don't have to go shop. But what you gotta understand is that you could be in a purchase doing this and that lender that had the best deal because you're doing this and playing the games, they might just call up and say, you know what? We just don't even wanna look at this deal. We don't like it. We got too much information. We're gonna move on. And that can literally happen, right, Crystal? Um, It does, yeah. It does present, like aside from just how the information is actually being presented, Uh, how the facts really are being presented. Uh, There's also this reputational risk that you're running, which is what we're talking about, is if you get known as that person who's shopping your deals all over town. This is a small business, so we all talk. I mean, I literally have, you know, some of my bankers will call me and say, hey, just so you know, like they're submitting this deal with other brokers and this broker submitted me information that looks- And some of the bankers, not only are your friends, like friends, like, you're there, your bankers, but you actually have relationships with them because family, we're friends with them. So they're going to call you and be like, this isn't good, FYI. But also some of them, they just know you because you're in the business so long. They're like, Crystal, what's going on with your client? Like, is there, are we missing something? So it's there. So they're just trying to get deals done for you. So Crystal, what would you think, what's the scenario, even for me too, in my business, what's a scenario where you feel like if somebody has got an LOI and maybe they don't like it or something where they should go, hey, I'm not feeling confident with what Crystal's giving me or the conversation or this is not going how we thought. There's a point where they should possibly go, maybe you do need to shop. Maybe you need to go down the road. Yeah, I mean, so if you're working with a broker who's experienced, someone who's been in the business for a number of years and your deal's a fairly straightforward deal, your broker really should be able to give you the best options. Now, that being said, some of us have different programs. Like, for example, if you come to me with some like massive deal, some $50 million deal or something and say, Crystal, I need a loan, I might actually tell you, you know, I'm not really the best person for that. I don't do $50 million deals every day. There's probably a guy out there who has a relationship with a bank who specializes in this sort of thing that's probably going to get you a better deal. Like there's going to be caveats because those deals have different sorts of terms and things that maybe you're not used to, or maybe you are if you're the guy who's always doing $50 million deals. But so you want to make sure that whatever your deal is, is in the 
like the niche of the lender like that's what they they specialize in so I pretty much do my deals are probably anywhere from like one to like 20 million I would say um, in that wheelhouse for multifamily specifically like what we're talking about I know who's out there. I know who all the players are. I've been doing it long enough. I know who's moving around. I know what their guidelines are. We're doing these loans on a daily basis. So I know when the lenders are changing guidelines or tightening or lowering rates, raising rates, all those things, I'm in the know about those things. So you just want to make sure if your deal fits in that your deal fits in the wheelhouse of that particular broker. Um, and if not, you might want to shop around. But the other thing is, is that you want to be really specific with people and upfront like brokers. We're not like we're used to competition. So if you you should be upfront with your broker and say, hey, look, I'm talking to a couple other people. So that way they know. And tell them why you are talking. Like, hey, I really like you. I really want to go with you. But this is a big deal. And I just want to make sure that if I go, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Like, you know, and tell them what you're doing. Because Crystal might say, hey, look, I, I get that. But you might not want to go that far down the road. Because if we end up in the same place, it could be problematic for you. I think some people, I think some people don't realize that. If you're dealing with Crystal's kind of say, if you're dealing with a true professional like Crystal that's been doing this a long time, you should be able to have an open dialogue and be very transparent. It might not but she what she wants to hear, but she understands that what you need to do. But she's also gonna give you feedback and say, Hey, I understand you wanna do this, but if you're gonna go down that road, just be aware that this could happen too, because if we and because not there's only so many sources for this type of a big deal. We're all gonna end up there and it's gonna be a problem for you. And some of it comes down to your sort of feeling about someone because I speak for myself. I'm not a big, I'm not a hard seller. So I'm not trying to give someone a sales pitch. Like when somebody comes to me, I give them, I'm my kind of philosophy is more like I'm going to lay out the information for you and I'm not going to try to do the hard sell on you. If it's a good, if it's a fit for you, it's, it's basically either a fit or it's not. So you'll know if another broker is giving you a sales pitch. I mean, I think by now most of us feel when we're getting that. Um, I think most people are turned off by that, but it does work, I guess. I mean, people still do that. But so you, I would say be completely transparent with your broker based on the response that you get from that broker. You'll know if they're just really trying to sell you or use scare tactics to get you to stay with them. So what's or one? if they're just giving you honest information. Like what's like is a scare, ta- not a scare tactic, but is like selling you like, yeah, we should be able to get 80% on that. When you're like, when you know, when's the last time you've done an 80% loan in San Diego? Like when, what's the sales type? When do you think Well, that's all- one way, but there's also like a lot of brokers who might try and scare you into like we need to sign up this deal now they try to put that time pressure on you like I've competed with some other people I definitely won't mention any names but that are calling you all hours of the night like trying to get you to sign up with them when you're shopping and so you feel that kind of for me I don't respond well to that sort of selling Um, for me I'm going to like for example I'll call you if I know that you're kind of you know, dragging out, moving forward and say, hey, I just got word from the lender they're going to be raising rates tomorrow or just so you know. That's like, not that sales. That's a reality No, check. that's yeah. like, hey, this is for real or hey, um, 
you know, we got to we are having issues with cash flow here. So we're going to need to mitigate X, Y and Z instead of another broker that tells you, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's good. Everything's good. I'm more want to educate and be transparent. Um, And I think it's just kind of a feeling you get from people like, you know, when you're being sold. Uh, hopefully. And you know when somebody's just kind of giving you the real answer. So nobody should ever be pressuring you to move forward. They should just be giving you the information that you need in order to make that decision for yourself. I mean, this is a big investment for you. Um, and usually these loans, hopefully you're keeping them for five years minimum. So it's kind of a decision to move forward or not for you. Like you need to think through that. And that's my philosophy on it. Um, I don't need to pressure you into moving forward for a commission. Yeah, and I will say this. Um, this is us. This is me saying this about Crystal and I, but this is also, I think, how we are seen in the industry or we add value to partners, whether they're brokers or people and other, other clients referring their other clients, is that Crystal and I, when we get a deal or get a client, we're not, we're not oh, we're going to make this commission or we're not like, it's not about the money from us, and I think we've know that about us. It's more like if you're a broker and you bring a client to us, we're like, how can we help? What can we do to make this deal better for you? What can, how can we help? And I think a lot of brokers and people like working with us is because we we're not just a one trick pony. We don't just do loans, you know. And so it's not about the loan, 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 sale, sale, sale. It's more about. Crystal, take the time and go, okay, where well, are you going to manage your property? If you manage property, where are you going to get your insurance? You know, um, do you have any questions about property management or anything that can help out? People might be asking her about like, hey, what kind of rehab, remodeling should I do to this type of area? I mean, the conversation that we have is definitely more of like an advisor than just, hey, here's a loan and let's go move on to the next person. So I think a lot of brokers, when they get, we get introduced to people, it's like, hey, Kenny and Crystal do loans. That's great. But I really referred you because of all this other knowledge they have and just letting you know that's the value that we're able to bring to um, ourselves when we buy real estate that's the value we're able to bring when we're buying properties it's knowledge and also to our partners and people that are referring us business and if you're coming to us and you're new and you're hearing this or you're talking to anybody your broker you know whether that whether it's your broker that's you know the apartment broker that's buying the building or the real estate investor, you know, that's coming to us, that's going to buy a building and coming straight to us, whoever that is, people need to know whoever they're working with. If you're a loan officer listening to this, like what extra value are you bringing to your clients and your people around you? And the longer we've gotten on in our business, Crystal and I really realized that's way more important to us now um, than ever, you know, and I think when people start off in this business, like Crystal said, the sales thing, you can hear some desperation or people just trying to close deals. Cause unfortunately, let's be honest, some people have to close deals in the beginning just to make money to survive because in the beginning of this industry, it's tough, you know? And so that's why I think if you get with somebody that's very seasoned and knows what they're doing and you feel very comfortable and confident with them, really what Chris is saying is you should not have to shop them unless you feel like they just can't even get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, all of us nowadays have to bring value to the people that we're working with, or at least that's, that's certainly the goal. So, I mean, um, like we've talked about previously, it's like anybody can do, can go get a loan somewhere, but it's not just about getting the loan. It's about being advised properly. Um, for me, it's about having great referral partners, like a team of people so that 
when you do need a competitive insurance quote, I can send you to at least somebody to talk to. Maybe you've been referred to somebody else, but I'll give you another, you know, resource. Or if you're looking for a new CPA that I have a couple people that I work with that are fabulous that I can refer to. Or if you're in some sort of a problem, you have, you're having some sort of an issue that we can share with you similar issues that we've gone through or our clients have gone through and how we were able to navigate them and what we did in order to overcome that. So we're also, we're not just doing a loan for you, we're a resource and we're structuring your deal in the right way um, in order to maximize you know what you can get or whatever your goals are so um it's not just about the loan it's really about the whole picture yeah what i would say um to anybody that's listening to this that wants to get maybe is you know as an investor or gonna buy a loan the conversation you really should have with somebody like crystal let's just take your buying multifamily is you really need to tell them, tell her, what is your goals? What are you trying to do with this property? You know, is this long-term, short-term? Because a lot of people right now, the market's high, rates are good, people are at a different, you know, 10 years ago, maybe somebody was 50, now they're 60, they're like, Crystal, I'm entering a different stage in my life. And I really was like, I didn't really care about cash flow because I was working and making good income my business. But now, you know, Crystal, I'm like, I'm kind of winding down my business because I'm like, I really don't want to work that hard. You know, me and my wife want to go travel. Like kids 10 years ago were out of the house. Now they're out of the house. You know, we want to downsize. And Crystal's like, great. Well, then what about an interest only loan? Oh, I, I didn't really even think about that. That will give you more cash flow. What about what about if you take cash out and you do interest only and you have a lower rate than you in payment you do now? I can do that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So there's so when you're having a conversation with whoever, they, they it shouldn't just be like somebody just jamming you to a loan product because it's the best rate term and all this. It's really got to be the best deal for you. Right. So Kenny, um, on the residential side. You have, I think there's a lot more competition out there. I mean, firstly, there's just a lot more residential properties out there. So what are you kind of seeing or what would be your advice to somebody who's going out and getting a mortgage and getting different quotes and shopping and all of that? You know, I think, um, to be honest, like Crystal and I are really focused on our lending business lately and we had a lot of distractions before. So, um, now that I'm doing more deals and I'm really more involved. And the reason I'm saying that is because I am really, really focusing and I'm noticing there is a big difference out there. And I know we've kind of talked about the difference from a bank. You know, we, we talked this all the time. There's a difference from a bank and a direct lender and a mortgage broker. And I've never worked at a bank, but Crystal has before. So she could decide that, but I have worked for direct lenders. And then now obviously we both are brokers. And the reason why I'm sitting here and saying this is because I became a broker because not only can I give more options to the client, which is great, but I'm seeing that I can give them way better pricing. Mm-hmm. So I can save you on rate, which saves you money, mm-hmm. which makes me feel better about myself doing my job. And so the other good thing is the service is insane too. It's really quick, it's really changed. So what I'm seeing is, is a lot of people just like we talked about, unfortunately, there is a lot more business in residential, but there's a lot more loan officers. And so unfortunately, a lot of loan officers, if you walk into a bank, that person could have literally come out of school, went through a 90 day program, and they're six months into the bank. You go sit down and you go, hey, uh, oh great, yeah, you want a mortgage? And they just, here you go, so what we can do is slide it over. And 
they don't explain anything because they don't really understand quite yet what they're doing. They haven't had enough experience, haven't had enough transactions. So I just had a conversation with a friend of ours that went down the road with somebody else and they're like, oh, they were scared to call me because they felt bad they didn't come to me. I said, you should never feel scared. And I explained to her why debt to income and stuff. And, I, and she goes, well, why didn't that guy explain it like that? I said, I don't know. But all I can say is people like Crystal and I is we've been doing this so long we, when we get a certain scenario, we know exactly how to talk to you, what to ask for you, and do these things like this. So, so basically, I basically feel like we kind of have that platform down of the conversation and stuff like that over 15 years experience in closing on the loans. But also, being a broker now, I'm able to deliver super good rates and great service. So this is why I'm here because when it comes to competition and you shopping around, I feel good that, hey, Crystal, I gave you a rate quote. Feel free to chop me. I feel like you're going to come back to me if maybe somebody quotes you the same rate, but I feel like I'm going to add a lot of value in other other areas you know, that they might not because of my experience and what I've done in the real estate industry. Yeah. I mean, one thing I want to piggyback off of that is I think uh, the overarching kind of theme here, though, is uh, that you've mentioned many times before, but it's relationships over transactions. So for me, it's in a little bit of a different context than we've talked about previously. But at a bank, I had I felt that it was much more transactional. Um, so you could even be working with a seasoned banker uh, on your loan. But the problem is, is that they have this box and you either fit in it or you don't. People um, feel that too. That was a difficult, that was difficult for me and why I didn't continue to work for a bank. I knew that I could help people, um, but I was, my hands were tied at a bank, one bank. Um, so now we have, <laughs> now we have more options as brokers. You have more options, you have more flexibility and we're able to really create that relationship with a client, educate them, guide them and steer them in, in the right direction. And for me, that has been the most important thing um, in my career. And that's why I've chosen to, to be a broker. And now you are back in brokerage as well for that same flexibility, not just having competitive rates, which is really important to people. Um, I love it. I'm I feel great about it for the fact that, you know, now you get to have these relationships with people. And it is really funny. I mean, I know Kenny maybe doesn't mention this, but one of the things you know, that they'll teach you at a direct lender is to not to sell rate. And the reason why they tell you not to sell rate is because they don't have the best rates. So you have this uphill battle of selling service. But my kind of comment has always been with Kenny when they tell him this, they would tell him this at the direct lender, like, what do you mean? Rate is important. At the end of the day, you're a really nice guy and you're great. But if you can get a lower rate somewhere else, I would go there. You know, that's what I would do. And so that's what you get to with um, a broker or with us, at least, um, is you get that honesty. Sometimes a client comes to me and says, hey, look, Crystal, I got this LOI from this bank and here it is. And I'll say, hey, I mean, that's a really good deal. Like if that's what you're looking for, I would take that deal. And I don't get that. I'm not going to try and sell them out of something. It's like, I'm not going to win everything. And it's okay. Yeah. And and Crystal said it, unfortunately, whether, you know, bank a bank, direct lender, whatever, they have gobs of overhead. There's managers upon managers. They have all this stuff. So when you go to a direct lender and you're like, well, why can't we match wholesale rates? It's a quick answer is, is what mortgage we have. Mortgage broker, broker rates. Yeah, we're a mortgage broker, yeah. direct lender, is because we have a lot of overhead. 
and we can't compete with that model. So Crystal and I sit in an office, we have a small team, it's lean and mean, and you know we don't have this massive building with this massive overhead, which a lot of people do, and unfortunately, that has to get paid somehow. So how does that get paid? Well, you, you guys can figure it. It's pretty simple. It's in the rate. Yep. It's like, you know, if you go to a nice restaurant where it's downtown and they have the best chefs and the best servers and it's at the best location and they did the best build out, do you think your steak, you wonder why your steak's $60? Then if you just go to somewhere else where a steak might be $30, but it doesn't have the best chef, the best build out, the best location and everything else. But th- this is the difference, right? So I think at the end of the day is to wrap up for me, um, for my final thoughts is I would be, if you find somebody you're comfortable with and you really like them and they've done a great job, I don't see a reason why you need to shop for them because if you're in our position, we already know that the only benefit we have is to bring you the best deal, the best rate and the best service. Yeah, and then the last thing that I would add that is the important point is that transparency. Like I said, it's not a fun conversation maybe to have. Maybe you don't you don't want to have the conflict or you're nervous of what the response might be, but the transparency with your broker is really important. So if you are shopping, I always have I always respect when somebody's honest and upfront with me because then I know how to respond accordingly. I'm not going to try to jeopardize your deal if you're out there shopping with other people. So don't don't be that person that isn't transparent about what you're doing and the fact that you are shopping and jeopardize your own deal. You you really need to be transparent. It's like going to the doctor and lying to them about your symptoms. Like that's not going to help you. So um just or lying be, to your attorney, yeah. Yeah, lying yeah. to your attorney or lying to your therapist, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get the desired outcome because you haven't provided all of the information that they need to give you and, you know, a professional opinion. So the same goes for us. Just be really transparent. Um, obviously, we don't love when people shop, but it happens and we're we're adults and we're professionals. So we need to know these things so that we, we can um, make sure that we act accordingly. And remember, we're shopping for you. So, and we have a lot more options yeah. and we have better relationships, but. And we're probably going to hear about it anyway. So, I mean. It's, exactly. Yeah. So, if there's, um, to wrap this up, if you guys have any questions, look, never hesitate to ask us, even if you're shopping, even if you, you know, want to look over a proposal or anything, um, we're always here. Um, and, you know, thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully you guys got some value out of it and really the importance of shopping or not shopping. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.